Detroit Kool-Aid family, what's going on? This is your boy Okri, and I've got the big Hughes on the other end of the line. What up, though? We are here. It is about six hours from probably the greatest day of the year for a Detroit Lions fan, and that's the NFL draft. We've talked about it. We've looked at all the options, and we're here to kind of just wrap it up, give our thoughts before the Lions go on the clock at pick 20. Hughes, my man, what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Have your thoughts changed? Are you feeling good? What's what's the word? Well, I, I, I got to say, first and foremost, today is like Christmas Day for me. I was up at 5 o'clock in the morning. My wife's looking at me like I'm insane, already pacing the room, looking for my lucky Lions hat ready to go. So, you know, I remember way long time ago when I was a 13-year-old kid watching the draft in my you know, mom and dad's basement. Here we are 20-something years later, and I still feel the same about it. So one of the <laughs> awesome. my favorite day of the year, but... Yeah, I mean, you know, as all the rumors and stuff come flying in, obviously there's a lot of different options that are going to be available at 20 for us. But I think at the end of the day, it's going to, for me, everything's pointing towards the defensive side of the ball. I think, you know, you've talked about before how your guys, Landry, I think for me, the more and more I watch him, the more I I kind of like him. And, you know, I'm hoping at this point for uh, Mr. Davenport to be there for us at number 20. That's the pick that I'm going to go with. So you've kind of... uh, you've You've changed the, your thoughts a few different times. You do feel like uh, uh, Davenport can be the guy coming off the edge on this defense. I think so. I think I think he's kind of a a raw type prospect kind of guy, um, you know. But I feel like he's got he's got the size um, that kind of matches up with Matt Pat's defense, and I think that you know they'll be able to coach him up a little bit. I think they like his size better than Landry's because Landry might have more skill now, but I think Davenport has. Uh, higher upside potential. Okay. I I was listening to something recently, and they said that uh, Davenport's ceiling might not be Ziggy's ceiling, but they said mm-hmm. that's why he's not going top five. Uh, right. But if the guy does make it to 20, I'm looking at him right now, 6'7", and they got him here at 255, but I'm assuming you can pack another 15-plus pounds on there and get him up to that 270-ish range. Mm-hmm. Uh as a pro, I mean, that's that's the prototypical edge. And, like, you know, with this new defense, I think that as much as I think we're going to have linebackers and, and corner blitzes and things happening, it can still work if you have two big monsters off the edge as well. So yeah. I, I think he, I think Landry's best-case scenario, I still have Vita Vea, the top guy on my board, just because he's such a unique athlete at the size and the way that mm-hmm. he can move and the fact that we need – a DT and in all the mocks he's been up there in the early teens. So if he was to fall yeah. to twenty, he's still kind of number one. Number two for me is Landry. Number three Davenport, and, and then you start getting into the you know do you take a DT or an interior lineman? You know, uh, and then we've we've mentioned too that you got to kind of keep corner on your brain. So uh, yeah. how would you how would you rank them? You said you'd rank them Davenport and then who after that? Well, I would say probably I would go Davenport Landry. Um, I do like De'Ron Payne. Um, at that point, if, if those three guys are gone, those are really the only three defensive ends that I like um, that early. I'm not a huge fan of Tavon Bryant just because I don't I don't see like the the love for football when he talks about it. Um, mm-hmm. So at that point, that's probably when I would switch to switch to corner. Looking at uh, Jahir Alexander or you know my boy JJ Josh Jackson, um, somebody along those lines. If those defensive ends are off the board. Okay. Uh, 
a lot of late buzz I've been hearing on Isaiah Wynn, even being up in the top 12 to 15. What's your mm-hmm. thoughts on him? Yeah, I think it's possible. One of the things that um, a lot of the quote-unquote experts are talking about, why why there could be three guards slash centers going in the first round is because it's not it's not there's not that much depth in this draft for that position. Um, you know, so a lot of guys who are in, in need of that are going to have to take them late first round, early second round. And obviously the Lions have a big hole uh, at left guard or center, depending on what they want to do with Glasgow. So, you know, if those guys are available too, you know, you just have to fall back on who's your highest player at the top of the board, whether it's going to be a, you know, a starting left guard or a starting center or, you know, somebody who could be your number three or number four cornerback. It just depends on, you know, what you value higher. Yep. Uh, do you think Bob Quinn, like, loves that Isaiah Wynn played tackle, played inside, and they say can play center? I think so. And I think the good thing about Wynn is, you know, I think sometimes where people play college gets blown out of proportion when it's like small schools, but I think it's important for big schools too. I mean, an offensive tackle in the SEC has to be good pass blocking because of how many athletic defensive linemen come out of the SEC. So I think they're already ahead of the game in that regards. And, you know, coming from Georgia, you know, he's he's pretty solid. So I do like that pick too. Yeah. my I've been hearing, you know, all the – the physical traits of why he doesn't make sense, you know, that he's just not a crazy athlete, short arms, but, um, you know, he seemed to get the job done, like you said, at a high conference, and he's definitely in that mix of that range. So mm-hmm. I just think he's got to be on on uh, the radar. What do, what do you think about uh, our running backs? Would you say no running backs, or is there a running back there if everybody else that we talked about is sort of, gone that you would consider or where you at with that i mean i think i think you do have to take a hard look at darius geis if he's if he's there at 20 but i just feel like you know a lot of people me included think that running back kind of a a luxury pick type of deal especially with in this draft where there's probably 10 11 12 guys who are worth taking who could be available later on whereas like we just talked about with guards there's not that much depth there so if you take a running back in the first round you might not be able to get a guard um, or corner later on that fits fits your scheme. So I mean, you got to take a look at guys just because he's a you know, productive back out of a big school and you know ranked pretty high. But I think there's a lot of guys at the later end of the round that are going to be available for fifth, third round. Um, you know that could be just as productive. Yeah, when you said there wouldn't be like interior like guys and corners, I just think you know it's all that balancing act of you know there's going to be different players, different positions kind of at every level and every round. It's just yeah. what's the best mix? You know, where can you get the best mix of, um, you know, I had heard something the other day where people said your four, one through four rounds are where you really get your players and then five, six, seven, sometimes those guys roll the dice, you know, they don't make your roster, that type of thing. So you really got to bang out those top four and the and the thought is, how can you make the best mix? So I was looking at it the other day, even though like I don't think the Lions will go running back, and I think they've, you know, uh, they have the philosophy as you said and as others have. But I'm just so sick of looking at these stats that we have never. I mean, how many times do I have to hear it today on NFL Network that the only team worse than the Giants running the football is the Detroit Lions? That's mm-hmm. why the Giants are going to get Saquon. It's like. When are we going to fix this problem? You know, right. and if it takes giving a high asset or getting a, a a young thoroughbred in there to add to what we already have, I just don't want to go into every week saying we can't run the football, we can't mm-hmm. score touchdowns inside the five, we can't 
get a first down. Like, it's got to get fixed. And that doesn't mean you have to add a first rounder to do it, but I really am still putting emphasis in this draft or in general in the next year or two. Mm-hmm. It's got to get fixed. It's ridiculous. It's like when we lost all those road games year after year after year. It was like oh, yeah. we finally figured out how to win on the road. Let's finally figure out how to run without number 20 in the backfield. How about that? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, obviously we've put we've got an expensive right side of the offensive line and, you know, a young up-and-coming guy playing on the left side. I think you just got to fill those those two holes in the middle to, you know, really, you know, help out the run game and obviously keep that that stud number nine healthy behind you. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sick of hearing about it too, man, just about how we can never have a 100-yard game. I'm sure week one, preseason, regular season, that's the first thing they're going to talk about when the last time Lions had a 100-yard rusher was. But, I mean, I think at some point we just got, like you said, we got to get it fixed. You can't can't fault it for not trying. Um, you know, we've talked about before the number of uh, running backs that we've drafted high in the, in the draft over the last handful of years, going all the way back to Mr. Kevin Smith, uh, you know, Javik Best, Mikel LeShuler, you name it, we've tried it. And, you know, now Amir Abdullah looks like he's going to be on his way out unless he has a, a solid year. So at some point it's going to have to click. It's just for some reason it hasn't. Right. So so with all that being said, I think like my thought is, okay, if we're we're sitting there at twenty and Harold Landry is gone and Marcus mm-hmm. Davenport is gone and I'm looking at Payne, Will Hernandez, Jair mm-hmm. Alexander, or Geis or Sony Michelle, like they're gonna be in the mix for me. They're gonna be like a serious consideration because of the value I put on getting my running game fixed versus adding another, you know, 300-pound tackle that, yeah, we need him, but how many right. times did Nick Fairley win games for us? How many touchdowns did he score? Like, how how much of an impact in the game did he make? You know, like, right. I think at 20, you need to both get a good character guy, you know, which pretty much I haven't heard anything bad about many of the people that would be in that range as far as mm-hmm. big red flags. But So I want to get a good character guy, but I want to get a – a big impact. Now, if that means taking a running back and then saying, hey, I'll get my 4-3 DT in the third, fourth round, that's going to be the choice I'm going to have to weigh or the Lions will have to weigh. So right. um, I'm not writing it off, but I, I don't know that they're going to go there. But when I'm looking at my board, I'm going to go, hey, if I get a pick between Deron Payne and, and Darius Geis, that must, that's going to take me a minute. Yeah, I hear you because if, if you think about it, I mean, I think Landry Davenport – they're on the board. Those those guys are no brainers. But like you said, after after that, then you got to start wondering what what is available. A, a name that I heard on the radio today that kind of scares me a little bit that he's like he's the the latest guy who's like flying up everybody's draft board and everybody wants him now is uh, the old guy from Boise State, Leighton Vander Esch. And I <laughs> hope when twenty comes around, he's not called because I don't know. I'm just I'm not sold on him. Maybe maybe you can tell me. I know that I know that you think he's a freak. So <laughs> I did take him in one of the mocks we did. But uh, the other thing I heard last night is that uh, he's got some neck issue where half the teams have him off the draft board completely. Mm. Half of them think um, you know they're looking into it, and the other half is like ah he's good, you know no mm-hmm. worries type of thing. So uh, I didn't know that till late last night that came across the old uh, old wire there, but. Uh, you know, like I said, I've even heard Moxie even today that have him going 12, 15, you know, in that range. It's like, so I, I can't tell if that's fake news or if that's real. But, um, you know, I, 
I wouldn't draw him up as like my Lions uh, ideal pick. But again, if you're if you're really going to stay true to the board and work your names, like if you're coming down and he just is that top name on the board, he's at a position that makes an impact. He can basically cover, rush, tackle, um, gets after the football and turns it over. So that's mm-hmm. why I think you have to be an open mind to that and uh, and just say, hey, you know, I'm not saying I, I, I love him, he's top on my board, but I'm not saying that if I come down and he's there and there's a bunch of the people that aren't as impactful that I wouldn't consider it. Yeah, I mean, to me, to me right now, the only thing that I'm hoping for with him is that he's picked before 20, and that just pushes somebody else down closer to us. Him and, mm-hmm. you know, him and, like I was talking about earlier with Tavon Bryant, I'm not sold on this guy either, man. I mean, this dude, they were trying, I, I saw an uh, interview with him, and they were asking, like, who did you look up to, you know, when you were young watching football? And the dude said he never watched football when he was young. All <laughs> right. Either did Ziggy. Well, that's because Ziggy was probably, you know, didn't have televisions where he comes from. You know this dude. This dude's from Wyoming, and to me, right. like, that's not that's like okay. I'm a big guy, and I probably make money playing football. So why don't I do that? Like, I want somebody who like lives and breathes for this stuff. And I think, like, at the end of the day, why Cleveland might go with Baker Mayfield is the same reason. Like, that guy is just like he eats and breathes football. He's had to work for everything that he's ever got. Nothing's ever been handed to him. And I feel like that's kind of the same thing with Tavon Bryant. Is like he's always been a big guy. And everything's been handed to him, and he just does does enough to get by. He doesn't like push himself to the full potential. So I hope he goes before twenty. This uh, Vandenesh goes before twenty, and the other thing I'm hoping for is at least two wide receivers go before twenty because that's going to push a couple guys down to us, and that's really what I'm hoping for. I think so. Real quick, I'll add on on Taven Bryan. Like what I'd say about him is, there's been lots of people though that have come in the NFL that have all the measurables and are really athletic, and some are, are able to be coached up and become absolute freaks and studs, and there's some that bomb out of the league, right? So mm-hmm. I I don't know where he falls, but I bet if we rewind the clock and we go back to that draft um, with J.J. Watt, he was kind of a big husky athlete, you know, a guy that had some buzz, but nobody was really clamoring for him then, were they? But then he gets in the league and he's just unblockable. Um, he was like a tight end his sophomore year or something. You know, he wasn't even a, a well, yeah, I mean, back he, in the day. So He started at tight end at CMU and then eventually made his way to Wisconsin to be defensive end, and then he got picked number 10. But, there, right, but, right there, wasn't, there wasn't a lot of hype coming out of him when he was drafted, and now he's the best, but that's, me, but best that's player who, in the league. And that's who Taven Bryan's being compared to, but I guess – I, I'm with you on the love for football and the what have you done, really. But mm-hmm. sometimes I think the NFL is right when they look at this guy and they say, okay, he's like 6'4", 6'5", 300-some pounds, has a crazy first step, can move, and we haven't even coached him up yet or really you know, worked with him and, yeah. on all the little nuances. So sometimes I think you do get that mold of clay. That's, again, why he's another guy I think I'm more open to than you just because – I feel like Matt Patricia and and others, if they have a plan for this guy, mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's got so much athleticism that you could probably coach him up to be, you know, pretty good if if you want a penetrating DT. Now again, we've had those Sue fairly uh, all these guys even not at it. Oh, just rush, get to the quarterback. I think we've discussed before. I'm kind of done with this. Just blow by, try to get to the quarterback. I'd like you to stop the run on occasion. Yeah. Like you to plug plug it up the middle rather than just 
you know, fall for every bootleg type of thing. So that's why I'm down on him a little bit. I don't want another guy that all he knows how to do is go forward and get the quarterback because that doesn't happen very often in the middle of an NFL defense. No. No. no what a, name some other people for me that um, that you hope go so that others can slide. Like what do you – like when you're – when we're kicking off and we're in that 5 to 10 range, like, yeah, you know – We've always said, man, I hope all these people go that we don't want because every time it ticks another player down. So yeah. who are your main players or what are you hoping happens? Well, obviously obviously, I would like all five quarterbacks to go before 20. That's good mm-hmm. for us. Um, yep. I'm hope, Like I said, I'm hoping two wide receivers. I think Dallas has a potential at wide receiver. Um, same with Baltimore or even Seattle. Uh, I'm hoping that a tight end goes in there somewhere. Uh, I think Baltimore likes Hayden Hurst. Um, so I've been hearing that name there a lot. If, and if at, Hayden if, Hurst goes in the first round, I mean that would, I'd have a party because I, I don't see this guy as a first rounder at all. I'm seeing him at either. like 14, 16, 18. Yeah. Like, oh man, I would do cartwheels if he goes there. Like, if anything, he maybe sneaks in the very late part of the round, but I, yeah. I wouldn't take him till late second, third because of his age and because of he doesn't seem like a twitchy athlete. I mean. I can go get Brandon Pettigrew that supposedly can block and receive in third, fourth rounds, you know, rather than like when we spent a 20 pick on him and we were just like, oh, my gosh, this guy is not explosive. He just catches a two-yard ball and moves mm-hmm. upfield. So um, yeah. he's one to keep an eye on. But, man, I'm, I'm like praying he goes. And then also I love Lamar. Either Lamar ha- has to go before we pick or he has to be there when we pick. And hopefully we can deal out because yeah. um, that's another swing guy to me. Uh, I agree, especially because as of, as of right now, to right the second, um, the Bills are sitting at 22 and Patriots are sitting at 23. And obviously the rumors are, you know, the Patriots like Lamar, so there's potential for them to trade up in front of the Bills to get him in case Buffalo doesn't get what they want at 12. Explain to me Lamar Jackson to the New England Patriots use. I don't, I don't get know. It. I don't either. I think, I think it's people just reading too much into – like I was watching – NFL Network yesterday, and I think the dude's name is Sean O'Hare. He used to play center for uh, yeah. the Giants. He's on there talking about, well, even if Lamar Jackson's a long way from the field, they could potentially draft him so he could run their scout defense and help the defense, or a scout offense to help the defense. I'm sitting there thinking, like, you get paid to sit on TV and think that another, the number 23 pick in the NFL draft is just somebody to run a scout offense? Like, come on, man. Like, I just feel like they're trying to create buzz that's really not there. I don't, I don't see it. Like, if, if New England's going to take a quarterback, they're more along the lines of, like, Luke Falk or Mason Rudolph, kind of a, a big, lengthier guy similar to, you know, Brady's build. I just I don't see – I could see Lamar Jackson maybe going to Baltimore, but definitely not New England. Right. I, I'm exactly in that same range except for – except for one caveat. If Bill Belichick is truly smarter than everyone else and he is finally, like, he's had this pocket passer, he's had this – old school slinging around the yard offense and all of a sudden in the last year or so he's decided in the next two to three years he's going to move to this new NFL which is going to have this freak athlete and all these other weapons all around and he's going to just change everything he does but I don't see it you know so to me even though I agree Lamar Jackson can probably throw the ball better than you know some of his counterparts that they compare him to like like you said, Baltimore, maybe Arizona, you know, maybe uh, um, 
you know, maybe Buffalo, but I don't like that fit either. I don't know. My best fit for him again is Jacksonville. Jacksonville Jaguars, but then he's past our pick, and uh, I don't want that. So, I mean, I guess I don't really care. He can go wherever if he goes before or at 20, but um, why the Patriots come up, I agree with you. The Patriots, they seem to have a a type that would fit behind Brady as far as skill set, and I don't know. All this Lamar talk is kind of crazy, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, another. I'm looking at your boy DJ's mock right now, and you know we talked about no way Hayden Hurst is a first rounder. Not only does he have Hayden Hurst in the first round, he has Dallas Go Dirt going 16 to Baltimore in the first round also. So that's two tight ends going before the line. So if that happens, I'm going to be jumping for joy because again that just pushes people a lot further down to us. So I don't see it happening, but people are talking about it. Right, and and even though we don't see it happening, like those are kind of the top two tight ends. So I mean, mm-hmm. someone that's starving and has them valued, like you say, by all means, go ahead and take them. But um, it, it does it does seem like a long shot, but man, it would be nice. So yeah, like you said, quarterbacks need to go. Mm-hmm. We need we need other skill positions that we already have covered to go, like receiver, could more yeah. and uh, more and Ridley go. That would be great. Even the um, even the four linebackers, I would be okay with them going before us too. You know, with uh, mm-hmm. Evans, Edmonds, um, the dude from Boise State we talked about. What's that other guy's name? Roquan Smith. Oh yeah, Roquan would be long gone. But yeah, the two Alabama guys, Boise State, and uh, yep. um, you know, a, a name here or there, but. Um, yeah, I, I guess we'll just kind of root for those positions and hope that um, yeah. hope they go. Even um, even offensive tackle, even mm-hmm. if an offensive tackle or two gets picked uh, oh, before, before twenty. I mean anything definitely. anything that slips down, Payne, Davenport, Landry, uh, you yeah. know Hernandez, win any of these any of these corners. Um, so yeah, right. Now, to button us up, Hughes, for today on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, I want to talk to you about our favorite thing ever that goes along with the draft, mm-hmm. and that is the word trade. Mm-hmm. Every year, we talk about trading down. We talk about trading out. Some of the years, I've even heard we want to go up and get Sammy Watkins. We want to go up and get Patrick Peterson, all these people. We've talked for years now about the smart move in the NFL draft is to trade down whenever possible. Yes, you have to have a partner to trade, but uh, every other team seems to do it and do it at a high level. Is this the year where BQ, Bobby Quinn, works the phones and gets that ultimate trade down where we're at? And I'm not even talking like fifth, seventh rounders. I'm talking, can we get a third? Can mm-hmm. we get a second or a fourth or something or a combo meal? Because well, we cannot go through this draft with six draft picks, and I feel like we've got to make – a trade. I don't even care who's on the board at 20. If we mm-hmm. can trade out, I'm fine with it as long as we get, you know, decent value. And uh, that's really my ultimate hope. As much as I want some of these players, I want to trade down in the first and in other higher rounds if possible. Yeah, I think I think the, the big key to us being able to do that is if there's quarterbacks kind of still sitting on the board because I think at the end of the first round, that's what this the, like the the draft story of this is going to be the quarterback, how many are taken and where they're going. So if if it, like we talked about with Lamar Jackson, if it comes to 20 and there's still a quarterback on the board, 
I mean, there's a few teams behind us, the Bills, the Patriots, even if you want to stretch it all the way down to Jacksonville, who could be in the market for that fifth and final first-round quarterback. And if that's the case, then I think that's our best chance of trading down as if one of those other teams trying to come up and get him. What if you don't feel people would trade up for other players as much or at all? I mean, it's possible, um, but I don't think it's as likely if if all those guys are gone. Okay, because, like, every year I feel like everyone, media and stuff, they just look at, oh, if there's a quarterback there, they might trade up. And then when the draft comes, it seems like every year people are moving all around the board for people that aren't QBs. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like it'd be nice to just sit there with Landry and people on the board. And, yeah, we love them, but somebody loves them a little bit more and says they're willing to give us, you know, a third and a fourth rounder to pop on up and get them. Like, mm-hmm. Well, that could be. I don't know. That's that could what I'm be hoping a, for. That could be a possibility too if the quarterbacks are off the board, you know, because I know, you know, Davenport and Landry have been tied to, um, you know, New England have been rumored with Atlanta. So there's a possibility if one of those, like you said, one of those two teams likes those guys more than the Lions, then they could offer a trade up. But yeah, like you said, I think we need more than just the six picks that we have, and adding a second and a third rounder would be would be huge for us. And second or third round is kind of ambitious. That's like best case mm-hmm. scenario. But I just kind of hate when we, like, in the fourth round, we trade and go down like 17 picks and we pick up a late sixth or seventh, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like we can be a little more aggressive. And even if it takes, you know, giving away a current player, you know, giving away, um, you know, if we're giving away pick 20 in the NFL draft, I'd like to get um, a mid mid-second, you know, upper-second, whatever it is, and some extras that are decent, too. So um, that that's just the kind of trade down I'm talking about. You're like, yeah, you can trade in the later rounds, but what's it going to take, like you said, a quarterback being there or somebody else that we can say, hey, yeah, you can have Hill Landry. We'll pass on him, but we want your high second. We want uh, your third, and we'll take, like, a fifth next year, you know, whatever it may be, to actually package in some value and then do it again later. Like you're sitting there in the fourth round, you don't love anybody. Hey, anybody want anybody? We'll take a, we'll take your fifth, a sixth, and a pick next year. You know, yeah. But I don't know if it can happen because, you know, you see star players in the NFL go for peanuts these days. Right. But I think that BQ and Matt Pat have to do whatever it takes to trade down as early and as often as possible to acquire pieces and to say, um, you know, the NFL draft, there's so many good players that you can't just fall in love with one or two. So there's no reason not to move down a bit. You're still going to get a good player. I guarantee it. No, I agree with that. So let's hope, man, we're, uh, we're coming into uh, a few hours away before it all gets kicked off. So I think we covered some good items here on the the Kool-Aid cast. Um, what we'll do, everybody, is we'll come back uh, later this evening and recap what the Lions do at 20. Sound good, Hughes? Sounds good, man. Let's do it. Yeah, buddy. Here we go. NFL draft, everybody. We'll check you later. <laughs>